This morning we have a, a guest speaker. This is uh, Khan Lali. Khan graduated from the American Baptist Seminary of the, of the West, and she is serving as a New Life Christian Fellowship uh, as a pastor of Family Ministries. But she's probably better known from around here with us because she is Jonathan Sinkai's wife. So Jonathan is, is, uh, a, is part of an organization that we partner with, Seek Team Ministries in San Francisco. But we're looking forward to having um, his better half, Khan, uh, speak, speak this morning. And she's going to share about a message about prayer. So why don't we give her a warm welcome. Thank you, Pastor Kelvin. My journey with Christian Layman Church started 10 years ago when I first met Raina at Community Bible Study in Oakland. And we introduced our husbands to each other, and that's how uh, Pastor Andrew and uh, my husband Jonathan became friends. So this morning, I want to talk about prayer. There are so many texts in the scripture that talks about prayer. But today I want to talk to you from the book of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Before we unravel this passage, I want to give you a brief synopsis of what the book of Ephesians is all about. In the first chapter of the book of Ephesians, Paul is telling to the holy people in Ephesus, the faithful one in Christ Jesus, that we have spiritual blessings in Christ. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. And also he continued on in verse 16. I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. So chapter 1 is about the spiritual blessings that we have received in Christ Jesus through the forgiveness of our sins, through the redemption of his blood. Now in verse 2, we all have received salvation, not of works, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. And in verse 3, Paul talks about the prayer that he has for the church in Ephesus. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power, through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people. 
Verse 4 talks about how we need to have unity in Christ, how we need to be matured in our faith with Him, and how we need to walk in the Holy Spirit. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all your anger, rage, and brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. So the first three chapters is talking about all the spiritual blessings we have in Christ. The last three chapters, verse, uh, chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter 6, talks about how we have to live out this in our practical life. And in ver uh, chapter 6 of verse, verse 10, Paul is addressing, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the evil schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the power of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Paul knew that in our walk with God, that we would need spirit, a supernatural help from God, that we will fail, that we will stumble, that we will not be perfect. And he writes so powerful in Ephesians chapter 6, 18, that we have this weapon, the weapon that God has given to us, and that is prayer. The day of evil will come to each one of us as we journey our life on this earth. But we can fight against those through prayer. Philip Yancey, in his book, Prayer, Does It Make Any Difference, right? The main purpose of prayer is not to make life easier, nor to gain magical powers, but to know God. I need God more than anything I might get from God. So before we duck into Ephesians 6, 18, I want to share something about what is prayer. Prayer is just simply talking to God. You talk to God, he hears our prayers, he speaks to us, and we have to, we need to listen. Prayer is also dependence on, of God, our helplessness. Prayer reminds us that we are humans and that God is God. Without prayer, it is impossible to do his will. I also want to tell you that prayer is not a performance. It is not a duty. I have a personal example to share with you. When I was in Bible college in San Diego, our, um, the church that founded and planted the Bible college, we had this uh, prayer group called Watchmen and Watchwomen on the Wall. And I signed up to pray at 4 a.m. in the morning. And that was the biggest mistake because I'm not a morning person. 
And every week, our prayer list would be sent out. And then we have to get, I have to get up at 4 a.m. and pray. And I think, when I look back, I think I wanted to be like somebody else. The pastor's wife is a morning person. She used to get up early in the morning, and then she used to pray uh, for two hours. And I think I wanted to be like her. So I used to get up and pray at 4 a.m. But by the time I get to like five minutes, ten minutes, I was fast asleep. (laughs) See? So prayer is not a performance. It is not a duty. It is not to impress anyone. Remember how Jesus told in the book, in the Gospel of Matthew 6, verses 5 to 6? Jesus told his disciples not to pray, uh, not to pray like the hypocrites who love to perform in public. Prayer is a lifestyle. It is a testimony that we trust in the Lord. So let's go to our text. Ephesians 6, verse 18. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. In this verse, there are there is one word that occurs four times. Look carefully again. Praying at all times, that is number one. With all prayer and supplication, number two. With all perseverance, number three. And for all the saints. So praying at all times. What does that mean? Praying at all times. It means to have to maintain an attitude of prayer at all times, a constant communication with God at all times. In every season, in good health, in bad health, in prosperity, in our sorrows, in our joys, our hearts and our minds are open to Him. And we are conscious of the presence of the Almighty God. The idea here is constancy. There are many texts in the scriptures where we as believers are asked to pray at all times. Jesus said in Luke 21, 36, watch and pray always. In Acts chapter 6, verse 4, we will give ourselves continually to prayer. In Romans 12, 12, continue diligently in prayer. And in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, Pray without ceasing. So the idea here is constancy. We need to maintain an attitude of prayer at all times. There are two people that comes to mind when I talk about this praying at all times. I want to tell a story about my grandparents. My grandma and my grandpa are the first people in my family who became Christians. And when they became Christians, they were persecuted by their parents. When my grandfather became a Christian and told his parents that he would follow Jesus, instead of worshiping the spirits that they have to offer sacrifices, his father was so mad at him that they would not 
feed him for four days. They locked him up in a room and they would not give him any food. But then my grandfather said, it doesn't matter. God would give me the strength because I know that Christ is the only way for me to go to heaven. And my grandmother also became a Christian when, his, when her parents were not Christians. And my grandmother, when she decided to follow Jesus, her dad beat her physically and she wouldn't be able to walk. But my grandmother and my grandfather, because of their faith, their strong faith in Jesus, they said they will not give up and they keep on praying that one day their parents would also know Jesus. And both of their parents became Christians as well in their later life. So my grandfather and my grandmother, they became the first Christians and my grandfather eventually became the first pastor in his village. He pastored for more than 60 years in three churches. He never went to Bible college. He never went to seminary. He just finished uh, elementary school. And through the years of his ministry, he recounted that 1,500 souls were added to God's kingdom. And I love the inheritance that I have from my grandparents. And that is, they are prayer warriors. They pray at all times. When I call them over the phone, even to this day, the first thing that my grandmother would say is, Khan, let's pray before we start our conversation. She would always pray over the phone and she would always end our conversation with prayer. So when I think of praying at all times, I think of my grandma and my grandpa. Now, do you have an attitude of this prayer at all times? Is it an easy discipline? It is not. Here in this uh, country and around the world, we feel like we are running behind our lives behind schedule. Even in ministry, we have so many things to do. We have to catch up with our emails. We have to catch up with our phone. We have to catch up with our friends. We have to catch up with uh, conversations, with visitations and everything. It's a hard discipline, but it's a discipline that we should not forsake. It's a discipline that we should not give up. We need to continue this constancy to have an attitude of prayer at all times. If we read the book of Psalms, you will see that David is constantly talking to God. He is praying at all times. In Psalm 4, he is praying before the end of the day. In Psalm 5, we see him start his day in prayer. In Psalm, chapter, uh, in Psalm 6, we see how he prayed after his failures. In Psalm 7, David prayed when the pressure was on and he was under attack. In Psalm 8, he prayed when he thought of the creative power of God. He prayed in times of joy. And Psalm 10, he prayed when he felt so lonely, when he felt so isolated. 
David was in constant communication with God at all times. Praying at all times. And now let's go to the next one. Praying at all times in the spirit. To pray in the spirit is the most powerful thing to do. Because the spirit knows what is the will of God in our lives. The spirit helps us to be in line with the word of God. There is power praying in the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we do not even have adequate words in some some circumstances of what and how to pray. But I have a comforting passage from the book of Romans. Romans chapter 8, verses 26 to 27. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit. Because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So how does the Spirit influence our prayers? By directing us to pray according to the will of God and not according to our own will. Remember Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane in Matthew 26 verse 42? My Father, if this cannot pass away unless I drink, thy will be done. And Paul in his missionary journey He was confused whether he should go to Bithynia. Then he prayed and he was sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit when the Lord told him to go to a place called Macedonia. And even in 2 Corinthians, we see that there was a thorn in the flesh that was really bothering Paul. And he prayed three times earnestly to God to remove this thorn in the flesh. But the answer that he got was, my grace is sufficient for you. So when we pray in the spirit, we need to be sensitive to the spirit of God. When we pray in the spirit, it changes things. Prayer in the spirit changes you and I. Last year, I went on a sabbatical trip alone to... Bangkok and Singapore. And when I was in Bangkok, I was praying for one of a family member that God would change him. And in my prayer time, the Spirit convicted me that the person that I was praying for is not the person that needs to be changed, but it, was, it is I who need to be changed. It was a painful revelation for me. I said, really, God, it is me who needs to be changed? And the Spirit said, yes, your attitude needs to be changed. So when I came back home, I talked to that person, to to that family member of mine, in a different attitude. And then I learned that it was not him, but it was me who needed to be changed. I learned that my attitude towards him 
in the past few months that I had lived together with him was really bad. So God told me in the spirit that I need to change. So when you are praying in the spirit, it is simply praying consistently with the mind of the spirit and the will of God. Let's move on to the next one. With all prayer and supplication. With all kinds of prayer in some translation. With all kinds of prayer. You pray all kinds of prayer. It can be a private prayer. It can be a public prayer. It can be a planned prayer, unplanned prayer. It can be a soft prayer. It can be a loud prayer. It can be a prayer kneeling down. It can be a prayer of confession with all kinds of prayer in all kinds of circumstances and also pray with the thankful heart. When I was in seminary, I had a prayer group and two of my prayer friends are from Singapore, one from Korea. And we used to pray in our apartment, in our small apartment. And we pray sometimes very loud. And there was this couple who just moved to Berkeley uh, from the Midwest. And then when they heard our prayer for the first time praying so loud, they called 911, <laughs> thinking that we were fighting in our apartment. And then one of our friends who knows us very well was there when the police showed up in our apartment and then he was able to explain to the police that we were not fighting but we were in prayer so there there can be all kinds of prayer all kinds of prayer and also i want to remind you that some people here uh, may think that some of your prayer requests may, is too small or some of the prayer requests are too big. But I want to remind you that there's nothing too big, nothing too small to talk to God. Paul in his letters to the churches that he planted always asked prayers. He, and he, also he prayed for them earnestly. The disciples who were with Jesus all the time, they did not ask Jesus. Jesus, teach us how to preach. Jesus, teach us how to heal. Jesus, teach how, how, how to minister. The thing that they asked to Jesus was, Jesus, teach us how to pray. And if some of you are having a hard time praying, if you feel that you do not know how to pray to God, ask God simply and he will teach you how to pray. Just like the disciples were humble enough to ask our Lord Jesus, teach us how to pray, Jesus. We also need to ask, teach us how to pray, oh God. There is no such thing as too small, too big when we pray. After all, the one that we are talking to is God. Prayer with all supplication. Supplication is to make your specific requests be made known to God. There is a specific prayer request in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 7. We learn that prayer is the one that can kill our anxiety. 
Prayer is the thing that can help us overcome stress. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So prayer is the thing that can kill anxiety, that can overcome stress. And when we pray with thanksgiving, and when we make our specific requests known to God, what will fill us up? The peace of God and the peace of God will fill us up, will guard our hearts and will guard our minds in Christ Jesus. As believers, we are asked to pray not to fall into temptation. Matthew 26, 41 say, watch and pray that you may not in enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Another specific prayer request believers are asked to pray is also in Romans chapter 10, verse 1. Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be safe. Pray that God would save unbelievers. And pray for a mind of discernment. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. We need, as believers, we need a mind of discernment. And we can ask God. Philippians 1, 9, 10 says that when we ask God, Discernment and knowledge, God will give it to us. With all perseverance, do not quit. With all perseverance, praying with all perseverance, do not quit. Do not give up. Do not get discouraged. Remember, the forces of the evil are against us as, spirit, as believers. And Paul wrote to the Ephesians, Pray with all perseverance. The devil would win if we do not fight this battle. If we do not have this weapon, the spiritual weapon, which is prayer. You might think that you can do it alone, but we cannot. And for some of you, if you have been praying for your family or friends who do not know Jesus, and the person that you're praying for, become stronger in their unbelief. Do not give up. Keep on praying. Prayer with all perseverance. We can learn from the Apostle Paul. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 24 to 28, we learn how Paul persevered. Five times he received at the hands of the Jews 40 lashes, Three times he was beaten. He was chilled. He was in a shipwreck. He was in danger from the robbers. He was in danger from his own people. He was in danger from the Gentiles. He was, he was in danger at the sea. He was dangerous from false brothers. He, he worked so hard in his missionary journey. 
through many sleepless nights, through hunger, through thirst, often without food in, in the cold weather, and many other things. There was daily pressure on him, which caused him so much anxiety. But Paul prayed with all perseverance in his missionary journey. He never gave up. He did not quit. He did not get discouraged. I know sometimes we all have weaknesses. We want to give up. We do not want to continue praying for that particular family or their particular friend whose, belief, whose unbelief is getting stronger and stronger. But this text is reminding us again, once again, that with all perseverance, we need to keep on praying for that person that God has put in our lives. The first missionary that came, I'm reading uh, books about the first missionary who came to our tribe. His name is William Bedigrew. And he wanted to go to a small state in northeast India called Manipur in 1890. He wanted to get the permission from the British government because at that time, India was still under the British government. He wanted to get a permission, a visa, to go to this small state. But then the British government would not give him this permit for six years. And after six years, he was granted this visa. But then he wanted to go to this tribal people called the Naga, who live up in the hills and who were still practicing headhunting. That means they were still killing each other. The you cannot cross from one village to another village. People were uh, heroes if they can bring back so many skulls, so many heads. They would be glorified in that village. They would be honored in that village. That's how Na uh, Naga people were living when William Bedigree wanted to come and share the gospel with us. But then for another six years, he was not permitted but William Bedigrew never gave up. He kept on praying that someday God would open the door for him to go into this tribal land so that he can share the gospel of Jesus. After a period of seven years, he was granted finally to go to Ukrul, where he can share the gospel of Jesus. And then only after 12 years, Seven people came to know Christ. See how much hardship he has to go through. Six years he was not granted visa. Six years he still has to wait from the British government to go into the land. And then only after 12 years, seven people came to know Christ. But in 1996, our tribe we celebrated our hundred years of Christianity in our land. And you know how many people came to worship Christ, the hope of ages? 80,000 people came together. And you know how that happened? Because of William Bedigrew, who never gave up. He prayed with all perseverance. And if you go to any Asian countries to this day, 
in Japan, in Cambodia, in Vietnam, in Thailand, anywhere you will find missionaries from Naga. There are missionaries even here in America. Jonathan Zinkai is one of the missionaries from Naga. Because of that one man, William Bedigrew, he persevered. He did not give up. He did not get discouraged. So let us not give up in praying with all perseverance. The last one is pray, making supplication, praying for all the saints. This is a good reminder for all of us that we need to pray for each other. When one of us is lonely as believers, when one of us is grieving the loss of loved ones, when one of us is going through some very difficult health challenges, we need to come alongside. We need to come alongside and minister to one another. The early church, when we read in the book of Acts, the early church did so well. If you have time, go back and read Acts chapter 4, how the believers pray for Peter and Stephen how the believers minister to one another. We need to keep on praying for one another. I know that as believers, we struggle a lot. And we do not have to struggle for one another. When Nancy is going through a hard time, if Pastor Kelvin is praying for Nancy. She is covered in prayer. As well as when Ernie is having a hard time, one of our, uh, uh, your other minister is praying for Ernie. So in this room, all of us can be covered with prayer. You know, in the book of Job, when we read the story of Job, when he prayed for his friends, you know what happened to his life? In Job chapter 10, verse 42, and the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he had prayed for his friends, and the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. So this verse is a very good reminder that we also need to pray from God's perspective. Not only within Christian layman church, but for the believers here in Oakland, for the believers here in California, for the believers here in the United States, and for the believers around the world. So many believers around the world are getting persecution. They are getting physical trials because of their belief. In my home state alone, just this Christmas, there were some churches that were burned down by the Hindus. There were some churches that were attacked right before Christmas. And some churches could not open their door during Christmas time. Some churches could not celebrate Christmas. So there are so many persecution that is going around the world. So we need to pray for all, for, for all the saints. I want to close up that Paul is, uh, in a way that Paul is closing up the book of uh, Ephesians. In verse 19, pray also for me that whenever I speak, 
Words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in James. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. I want to remind all of you to pray for your pastors here at Christian Layman Church. Pastor Kelvin, Pastor Andrew, uh, Pastor... Pastor Cheryl, and your ministers as well. Minister Ann, uh, Minister JD. Yes. So that the leaders in this church can fearlessly proclaim the mystery of the gospel. Without your prayer, they cannot do it on their own. They need your prayer support. Pray for your pastors, pray for your ministers so that this church would continue to spread the gospel. So let's all rise up and then I, I will close with this closing prayer. I thank my God every time I remember you in all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it onto completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Father, we are so thankful that you have given to us this mighty ministry of prayer. We pray, Father, that you will teach us to pray. Forgive us, O oh God, because oftentimes we look at prayer as optional or as the last resort. Help us, Lord, to take seriously, to pray at all times, in the spirit, with all perseverance, with all kinds of prayer, and not to give up, and also to minister to one another in prayer. Help us, O oh Lord. In the precious name of your Son, Jesus Christ, amen. <laughs>